And we're back. Single. And probably asexual. So I'm in a little bit of a state of semi-delusion right now. I just got back from a week-long trip in Europe. And ever since I've gotten back, I've been sick. And it is time for me to record another episode. So I am going to show up again even though I'm not feeling so good, not looking so great, and record this episode for you guys. But today I'm going to keep it super short um, because I'm not feeling so well. And I am also in the middle of packing up this apartment. And I will be moving into another apartment um, starting at the end of Sunday. So handful of days, which I'm very excited about. I will still be living in Bellingham. I'm just moving into a much better apartment than this apartment. Um, This apartment is not, it has not been well for me. It has not been good for my health, my mental health. Um, There were some previous things that happened here to the past person who lived here. And simple things like right now you can't tell, but I am literally sitting on a slant because all of my floors have slants in this apartment. So, and that among other things, it's just, it's just a whole list of things. Uh, So we will be moving out and I believe everything happens for a reason. And I was supposed to be in this space for the handful of months that I was because I have now found an amazing space. It's such a good space. I can't like I could cry just thinking about it. I probably will cry when I start moving in just because it is so beautiful. Um, the most the one thing I am most excited about for this new place is the fact that uh, there is a balcony, a huge balcony. And Zeke will be able to lay out on that balcony all day. Even in the winter, I'll put on his little sweaters and his blankets because he loves being outside. Excuse me. He loves to watch the cars go by. Loves to watch the people walk by. So it's just going to be a really beautiful place. And I am very much looking forward to living in this apartment for hopefully many, 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 many years. So... We're stoked. We're super stoked. Also, I just need to make sure, double make sure that I am actually video recording this because, yep, I am. As you know, my last episode that I did for myself was another video. So I am trying to keep up on that, make sure everything's in focus, and we're good to go. So today, I wanted, again, it's just going to be a short episode, so, you know, probably 30 minutes because I'm talking, but shorter episode, I'll try and keep it to 25, only because I think this camera can only record video for 30 minutes. Anyways, I wanted to talk to you guys about my recent trip to Europe, but more importantly, traveling solo 
internationally for the first time. And I was only gone for a week and half of that travel was with a friend of mine. I met a friend in the south of France, my friend Valerie. Love you, girl. Um, Because my friend Valerie is in pastry school in the south of France. How dreamy is that? So, of course, I knew I was going to come and visit her when she found out about this uh, last year. Um... So half of my trip was completely solo, getting there was solo, arriving was solo, getting to my hostel, everything was on my own. And I think I may have been possibly more nervous for this trip had I not spent the last two years in a van by myself. But having spent the last two years in a van by myself, I I was just ready for this. There were still a lot of nerves. There was also nerves with like my housing situation. I was not in a good headspace most of February due to my housing situation. And I flew to Barcelona on February 28th. So I was a little stressed. um, And there were several weeks there where I was just not looking forward to this trip because I was, you know, thinking about my housing situation which is something that I've been thinking about for many years. Even when I was in the van, I was so in and out that it was stressful to be like, whose couch am I going to sleep on because my van's in the shop again? Or So I, it was a lot of stress. Um, But to quickly give a little background on that, before moving into the van, while living in the van, and now living in this apartment for around three to four months, six, I like to either round down or round up. Um, so for five years, I'd say a lot of years, I have been up and down with where I'm living, where I'm sleeping, um, where my dog and I are living. And it's been so stressful. Um, I thought my van situation was going to be a lot more easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl than it was, but I was broken down in California and broken down again in California and broken down in uh, Iowa. (coughs) Excuse me. Like I said, I'm getting over like a very bad cold or the flu. Who knows? It's not COVID. Um, So just stressing about whether or not I was going to go to this beautiful vacation in Europe and come home and still not know what my next move was going to be because I'm supposed to be out of this apartment um, at the end of the month. So thankfully, I'd like to think I've manifested this my way. I journaled about this. I wrote in present tense, I love my apartment. Not this one, but my new one. I love my apartment. I love going out on my balcony. I love being able to walk my dog to this sweet little spot in Bellingham that I love so much. Totally manifested that shit. Props to you, Kendra. But it just took a long time for me to figure it out. Um, And that was really stressful because, again, I have been up and down my last several years with living and housing. And it was one thing that I didn't want to stress about anymore. Anyways, so first part of my trip was 
And then I found out that I got my dream apartment, my new apartment that I'm moving into next week, three days, three or four days before I flew out to Europe. So amazing. Great timing. Perfect. So my trip to Europe was roughly eight days. Um, I would have definitely stayed longer had I not been in this housing predicament situation. And also if had I had a little bit more cash flow income. Um, so I was only gone for a week, but it was well worth it. Regardless of me coming back home and getting sick, it was still well worth it. Excuse me. Um, and I started my trip off in Barcelona and fell in love with Barcelona. I arrived on the 28th. Yeah, the 28th in Barcelona. I like, I left Washington the 28th and it was like a full 24 hours, but then I still arrived in Spain on the 28th. And I'm pretty sure I went to bed that day. I got in at like 10 a.m. And I was just so tired. I didn't sleep at all on the flights because I was so excited. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I went to bed that night at like 5 p.m. I went to a little coffee shop or excuse me, I went to a little bar, got a little snack to eat, uh, got a couple of beers to just kind of help me knock out and went back to my hostel and passed out. This was also the first time that I've ever stayed at a hostel. Well, I take that back. I stayed at a hostel once with a few friends that I went to Iceland with, but I believe we were in a room where it was just the three of us. So this was more traditional hostel style. I was in a room with six other, excuse me, five other women, um, six total, and it was incredible. Like it was super nice. It was super easy. Um, when I travel, I don't like to stay in my Airbnb or my hostel or my hotel. I like, even if I'm traveling, like in the States, like I like to be out and about, I'm walking, you know, probably close to like anywhere from like, I just, I'm, I'm walking a lot, like 10 miles a day probably. Um, but I love it. So the hostel was really nice and easy for me just because I would come back home, I would go to sleep, and then I would wake up, I'd put all my stuff away in my little cubby, I'd lock my little cubby, and then come back maybe midday to change some shoes, get a warmer jacket for the night, and then go back out. And then I spent my whole days out having, you know, breakfast, lunch, snacks, coffee, beer, wine, um, dinner. So I just made sure to stay out all night and then all day and all night. And then I just came back for sleep. So it was actually a really good experience. I think I was always just scared of hostels at first, especially going solo, but I stayed at Yeah Hostel in Barcelona. Um, it's very close to Sagrada Familia Church, like a, like a handful of blocks away. And I will definitely go back to that hostel. Um, because I'm definitely going back to Barcelona. So wonderful experience. Um, and I just, I spent my days just walking around Barcelona. I had a couple of, a handful of tours booked. I did the Sagrada Familia church tour. I had a bike tour and, um, a bike, a bike tour around Barcelona, which ended up just being me and the 
bike guide. There's supposed to be one other person on that tour and he didn't show up. So I felt like I got like a little private bike tour, which was really cool. And then I did a tour of Casa Botlo, which is another Gaudi um, masterpiece. And Gaudi also worked on the Sagrada Familia Church. And people always ask me, like when I travel, even with I when I travel with people, like, what's the language barrier like? Like, are people speaking English? And uh, the more I travel, the more I find English speakers everywhere. Um, Vietnam, well, obviously, it was a little hard to find per- like English speaking people, but you just resort to pointing. You know, if you're at a restaurant, you point or you know, you learn a couple phrases like bathroom and hello and um, all that stuff. Like, so when I was in Vietnam with my friend, it was New Year's. So we really learned, oh, I'm probably going to butcher it, but Chuk Mong Nao Moi, which was like Happy New Happy New Year. Chik Mong Nao Moi. I forgot. Very difficult language to learn. Um, wow. That's like... Yeah, I mean, any sort of ang- Asian language is, um, it's very, like, um, in-depth. Because I've learned that, you know, Spanish, Italian, French, and all of these kind of more Western European countries, they're a little bit, like, derivative off of one, one of another. So it's super similar-ish. But, wow, that's just, like, a whole other freaking language. I probably, like, close to German, too. It's just, like... But I found that there were so many English-speaking people in Barcelona. It was really nice. And the south of France, when I went to the south of France. Um, But when I went to the south of France, my friend Val um, is taking French classes there. So she's pretty fluent. So that was really nice to just maneuver around France because she got us from place to place. She'd communicate with all of the restaurant people in French. And it was just so cool. I was so proud of her. I was like, look at you go look at you go. Anyways, um, but I was so inspired by Barcelona as a whole that I've started doing Duolingo for Spanish. Um, just because I think it's a really nice universal language to know. Um, I am going to Mexico next month for a wedding. So I think it might be cool to like, you know, know a few more phrases than I did when I went to Barcelona. Um, but most places I went to, if I'm like, oh, you know, no hablo, no hablo español. Um, they go English and I go, yeah. And they just start talking to me in English. And I was like, perfect. So it's kind of like a tourist dream or an English tourist dream. If you speak that language, because I feel like most countries now are adapting more to knowing English, especially if you're in like the service industry. So it's great. Um, but my time in Barcelona was seriously magical. I was literally only there for like three and a half days. Um, I wish I could have been there longer. I really wish I could have been there longer, but that's just how the trip went. But it was just so fun to wake up and every day I had like a tour and that was it. Um, Cause I also just like don't want to overwhelm myself on such a short trip either. So one day I did the Sagrada Familia tour. The next day I did the bike tour. And then I think actually that same day I did the Casa Botlo tour. So I was there for like 
three days, but that first day that I got there, I was, you know, tapped out by 5 p.m. for due to the flights. So, um, but it was just really nice to wake up and to just walk out of the hostel, have my little backpack, my bag, my books, my headphones, and just go. There was no need to check in with someone that I was traveling with. Do you want to go here? Do you want to go here? Do you want to go here? It was just like, oh, look, there's a thrift store. I love thrifting. I went to several thrift stores in Barcelona and in France, and I actually got this shirt in France, thrifted in France. I believe it's Zara. It's my first Zara shirt, but of course thrifted. Um, that's the biggest name brand you'll probably get from me ever. <laughs> Aside from like my Birkenstock shoes or Doc Martens. Again, I don't even know if those are like name brand things, but anyways, you'll never see me in Chanel. You'll never see me in Louboutins. You'll never see me wearing Gucci. That's just me, but you do you. Um, so it was just nice to just walk walk down the street and go, this shop looks cool. This shop looks cool. Or let me go in here. You know what? I'm kind of feeling a little tired. Let me go get a coffee and a croissant and read a little bit of my book. And okay, I'm done with this place. Let's go to another place for another coffee and then quickly head over to my tour. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and it was, it was just so much fun. Like I've when I have international traveled in the past, it's always been with people, um, which is also obviously a blast too. And I just, as someone who spends so much time on their own anyways, I knew that this was going to just be like right up my alley traveling internationally on my own. I think I was just so scared to do it for so many years because, you know, you're in a different country. You don't know the language that well. And you don't want to like get lost or get in a situation where you're on your own solo and it's like a bad situation, you know. So I was, um, I think I just held myself back from doing that for so many years. But now that I have done it, bitch, I'm unstoppable. I am unstoppable. I'm like planning trips now in my brain of where I want to go solo, um, all of that stuff. Like I'll even go back to like, Vietnam and do it solo, even though it's a very different country than, you know, Western European countries. But you just have to, I think it's like what I've learned with solo travel international this past trip, <coughs> excuse me, is you just have to be like, you just have to have confidence. You have to walk around like you're confident. When I'd walk back to my hostel at like 1 a.m., just know, like, just act like you know the place, you know? And it was really easy for me to navigate because I didn't have cellular connection or Wi-Fi unless I was connected to Wi-Fi. But um, a friend of mine that I met up with in Barcelona, she's doing study abroad there. She gave me so many good tips and tricks. And she told me to just save um, locations in Google Maps that I really wanted to see and save where my hostel was. And so I basically would just have my phone open and I just follow my little dot and I go, okay, I need to go to this, you know, this little safe spot, like this little dot on the map. So it was no like, okay, turn left at like Calle de Blanco, it, none of that. It was just like, okay, I have to turn left here, which kind of made it more fun because it felt like I wasn't following like a map 
but I kind of like knew where I was going, but I didn't know where I was going. Like I was clearly following this little dot that updated every couple seconds, you know, because I wasn't connected to Wi-Fi, but it's still satellite GPS knew where I was, um, even when I was on airplane mode out in the city. So that worked out tremendously. And um, I also felt very safe in Barcelona and I felt very safe in the south of France. Um, there's definitely been places that I've been to in the past, even with traveling with friends or like when I traveled with my mom where it was like, I don't know for you. It's like kind of feels a little sketchy. But I think one of the reasons why I fell in love with Barcelona so much is the people. Like everyone was just so nice and so nice to me being like this white traveling American who does not know their language. Um, I know other places and certain places in different countries can be a little like, mm, which I get, but um, I just, I felt so comfortable and so safe in Barcelona and the South of France. Um, it was, it was literally, it was amazing. Like I can't even describe how incredible it was. Um, and I remember meeting up with my friend in Barcelona and we went to a couple of um, speakeasies and we also went to the number one rated bar in the entire world called Paradiso. Um, it was amazing. The drinks were phenomenal. Very like, it was like a big production and a big show, which is like why you go there. Um, but it was just so much fun. But I remember she asked me one night, um, she was like, okay, so this is your first time traveling solo. She's like, like, how are you feeling? Like, do you feel like lonely? And I was like, no, <laughs> no. And I think for me being on my own anyways, I'm used to it. But the fact that I was on my own in a different city and for me traveling is like, it's in my blood, it's in my DNA. I love it so much aside from like my friends and my family and my dog and my job, like traveling, like it's what I'm spending my money on in the future. It's what I'm saving towards always. I, after going to Barcelona solo, I've told myself now, like I would love to go international travel twice a year and whether that be with someone whether that be with my mom or just on my own maybe like one solo travel a year internationally and one with a friend or one with my mom because my mom and I plan to do a lot of international travel coming up like a lot um so I I yeah, I, I said to her, I was like, I don't know, I don't feel lonely. Um, because traveling is kind of like, for me, it's a way to express the love I have for traveling itself. And since I'm a big component and big, just like walker, like even if I travel somewhere in the States, I just want to like get to know a city. I just want to walk around. I want to take in all the sights. I want to walk in a neighborhood that I don't walk in every day and like play out this little romantic story in my head of like, oh, this is my neighborhood and like, you know, Nashville, Tennessee, which I love Nashville, Tennessee. I don't like what's happening in Tennessee right now, but the city itself is really beautiful, especially if you get out of like this like city, like downtown proper. It's just like magical. But I love to like, since I'm an, like a creative and an artist and <laughs> I think a woman, women tend to like romanticize their lives and stuff. Mostly they do that with 
relationships or partners but I do it in the way of like I'm traveling and I'm like ooh, like I'm I'm from Barcelona I love this place this is my coffee shop that I go to every day that I went to twice when I was there I just love to do stuff like that and so for me traveling solo to another country was it was just it was so much fun and I felt like I was all the company that I needed. Um, Of course, it's fun to travel with friends, and I can't wait to travel and explore more beautiful countries with friends in the future. But I, I just, I had so much fun traveling solo internationally, and I just, I can't even explain the freedom that I felt doing it. Again, just with like my day, my day to day schedule, waking up and doing whatever I wanted to do going wherever I wanted to go but also just not needing to check in with other people um and just having my day go by my intuition and intuitively it was just such a beautiful experience and it was such a blessing and I quite literally fell in love with Barcelona I got a tattoo on my hand of a tile in Barcelona um, to signify my first solo international travel and also that I walked everywhere and I walked all over this tile um, daily because it was also right outside of my hostel. Um, and But ironically enough, I got this tattoo in France. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, I just, I can't express more how enjoyable it was to travel solo. Um, and how easy it was. And as long as it, as you are just, you know, confident in what you're doing, relaxed, and just let, let it happen, then everything will work out perfectly. Um, um, and then France was amazing. It was so much fun getting to spend time with my friend Val. And when I was heading back from France to Barcelona, because my flight back to the States was out of Barcelona, I had one mishap the entire trip and my train from Montpellier or excuse me Agde France um to Barcelona got canceled and it was 7 p.m and my next my flight out of Barcelona was at noon so you know I like panic for a second and I just find another train that takes me to the southernmost part in France um and then I can't even pronounce that city right now and I barely remember it. And then I just found a bus that took me from that city to Barcelona. So it was like another two and a half hours of travel and like 30 minutes of panic at first. But I was just like, it's okay. Like, we'll find a way to get there. And now I'm learning for the future that get to your city at least a full 24 hours before your flight, just in case something like this happens. But I believe that good things happen to good people and things were on my side that trip. And because I handled it calmly and smoothly, I was able to just hop on another train and then miraculously and luckily find a bus to take me to Barcelona. So instead of getting it at 9.50 p.m., I got in at 1.30 a.m., but I still got there and I was still able to get on my flight and everything was fine. And as long as you just maintain your cool when stuff like that happens, you'll still be fine. 
So I think my moral of this episode, and for you, if you're listening and thinking of doing international travel, just do it. Just do it. Um, It's so much fun. It's so exhilarating. It's so... The freedom that you feel is unreal. I have never felt so alive just by doing it all on my own in a different country. Um, And knowing that I can do it all on my own, just living on my own, being on my own, running my own business on my own, taking care of my dog on my own, um, doing the van all on my own. I feel like I've set up for success with that. But it was just a magical experience. And thank you for listening to this incredibly short episode. And I hope that you can get the inspiration from this episode to do an international solo trip yourself. Um, I'm literally counting down the days that I can do another one for myself. Um, And this time I would love to be gone for at least a couple weeks. Um, And I'm thinking the UK, which is also great because everyone speaks English there. Um, But that would just be so much fun. Anyways, just because you're single doesn't mean that you can't do things that people in a relationship can do or with a group of friends can do. You can travel internationally by yourself. You can live on your own. You can start a business on your own. You can start an insane venture on your own. You just got to have the faith. Yeah. All right. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this very short episode. Um, I just wanted to say that if you have any questions or you yourself have been thinking about doing some international solo travel or just solo travel in general, wherever you're at in your home country or your home state, feel free to reach out if you have any questions. I would love to help people in any way that I can, but especially help give people the confidence to venture out on their own because it is just such a powerful experience and a beautiful experience. And I think everybody needs to have this experience because it just gives you this new sense of like badassery. So if I can help encourage people in any way, please reach out ask me questions, um, and I'm happy to be there for you. Also, if you yourself have been listening to this podcast, enjoying what I've been putting out, it would be amazing if you could like this podcast, rate it on Spotify. And also, if you think that you have something that you would like to add to this show and talk about, I am, I still and will constantly be looking for people to interview. Um, I would love to keep this podcast going for as long as I possibly can. So therefore, I will always need to find new and more people to interview. And if you haven't already gathered slash noticed, I've had so many different people on this podcast talk about so many different things. So you do not need to be single. You do not need to be asexual. If you have something that you would like to add to this podcast um, that supports 
not even just the message of being single or asexual, but perhaps the opposite of it. Um, let's talk because everybody is different. There are multiple sides to people. There are multiple sides to living. And I just think it would be awesome to continue the conversation on how we identify, how we live, how we process things, how we love, how we hurt, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. But thank you again so much for being here and I will see you guys in two weeks.